You are listening to the Courtship Code Podcast, where we use a combination of psychology, spirituality, and matchmaking industry techniques to help you to level up your love life. And I'm your host, relationship coach and author, Zara J. Don't forget to join us in our women's only Facebook group, Captivating Courtship Code, where you're able to continue the discussion, post questions for peer support, and also get free content and resources. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. And thanks for listening. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the Courtship Code Podcast. And today we have a special episode. As you know, for those of you who have been longtime listeners, we do like to bring um, current and previous members of the Captivating Courtship Code onto the podcast and let them share with you their journey, their testimony, their experience with coaching, whether it's transforming and breaking their patterns, or if it's their engagement, their relationship, or their marriage. And today we have a special guest. We have Tamara, who is a librarian who's 46. She says all this on the podcast, so I'm not spilling tea. But she um, talks about on this episode learning to court, learning to attract, learning to transform patterns, learning to find her way back to herself after the age of 40, after putting off her love life for so long, and how being a part of the Captive Encourage coaching community not only has changed how she's viewed herself and how she attracts men, but also just her whole entire outlook on her feminine energy, on her vision of love, on her values, and on life. So I'm happy to share this episode with you. So I hope that you'll also share this with someone else who you know, who maybe can relate to Tamara, or maybe you can relate yourself. And also, we are in our enrollment period. Doors to the Captivating Courtship Code coaching program are open right now and doors close on 12-23. And right now is when you have access to our 12-month coaching payment plan. And after 12-23, this payment plan goes away, the extended payment plan. So if this is something that you want to be a part of, if you are ready to transform your patterns, you are a high achieving, smart, ambitious woman who values her quality of life. And you know that learning to captivate courtship, learning to attract a quality partner, learning to attract a compatible relationship is important to you because having a marriage, having a family, having a love life that aligns with the quality that you also bring and have as a woman is important to you. This is the program and opportunity for you. You can go to captivatingcourtship.com slash coaching to complete the application and to book your call for enrollment. Or if you want to skip the call and you're ready to learn about all the details of the program and to join, just go over to Instagram and send me a message, Zara J Captivating Courtship. The information will be in this show notes for this episode. And just send me a DM and just say, I'm ready. And we'll go ahead and go through some questions just to make sure you're the right fit for the program because I don't want anyone in a program that's not a good fit. Um, Make sure that this is the right program for you and then we can go ahead and get you started so that you can take advantage of the 12-month payment plan before doors close on 12-23. It's time to kick the new year off right so make sure that you take advantage of this captivating month which is the last captivating month of the year and it's going to be the last captivating month for quite some time. So make sure that you take advantage 
percentage of the 12 month payment plan before it goes away on 1223. Go to captivatingcourtship.com coaching to apply or send me a DM on Instagram at Zara J Captivating Courtship and just say I'm ready and we'll go ahead and get you enrolled. Now on to Tamara's story. Hey everyone, so welcome to today's episode of the Courtship Code Podcast. And today we have a special interview with one of the women who just completed the Captivating Courtship Code coaching program. And I wanted to bring her on for several reasons. Um, one, because I have really admired her growth and her pushing through many tough times. And, you know, one of the beauties about being in a community and being a part of the program is that you get to really get an up close and personal view of someone's transition. And you also get the up close and personal views of the emotional moments. You know, we've cried (laughs) on calls. We have, you know, had to really push through breakthrough patterns, learn new mindsets and the confidence building. And I think that I want to point out um, before we even start that right before getting on this call just now, uh, Tamara, you were saying that you weren't sure about doing this call because you were on the fence because you're like, well, I didn't get married or engaged yet. So I don't know if, you know, the victory and sharing my journey and my story, but I wanted to point out to her as well as to um, the listeners that that's not the only victory and that's not the end all be all because one of the, the core benefit for me for working with women and for them investing in the program or joining the Captivating Courtship Code is not just getting the man or the ring. That can come, you know, that may come in a few months, it may come in 18 months, it may come in 24 months. You stay consistent, you learn how to shift these areas, those things can and will come. But it's all the other things that women have to work through the mindsets, the the skills, the energy, the, like I said to you one time, we had a conversation about, you know, embodying this, um, shifting how you identify, you know, breaking these patterns, learning how to communicate differently, learning how to connect differently, learning how to feel differently about yourself in this process and in this journey. Those are the biggest wins and the takeaways. And once you master those things, once you push through those things, then the relationship part comes with more ease. But usually for so many women, when they're coming into the program, there's so much resistance in all these other areas. And those are the love blocks that's holding you back. So yes, some women within a few months or within a year of the program, they'll get engaged or they'll get married. And then for other women, the biggest transformation and shifts are more internal, but your wins are still your wins because your milestones are your milestones. Some people got to get past the 30 day mark. That's the big win for them. Some people is getting past 90 days. That's the big win for them. Some people is getting past six months or getting engaged or married. And that's the win that they need. Everyone comes into the program in a very different space with different challenges, different struggles, but at the same time, similar, very similar at the same time. So um, with all that being said, thank you so much, Tamara, for joining me on this call and allowing me to even coach you for the past 12 months and through this journey. And I just want to kind of dive into that and your beautiful skin this morning, (laughs) just glowing. (laughs) So, um, so introduce yourself to people, like where are you from, your age, um, what do you do for a living? Just kind of give them a little bit of information about who you are. Um, I'm from South Carolina, born and raised, um, 46, 
um, a librarian, academic librarian. Um, and just really within the past, what, three years is when I started this, um, you know, relationship work. And I thought, oh, you know, it's going to get me to get in a man. And it was so much more of me discovering myself. Mm -hmm. I love that you pointed that out because... <laughs> A lot of women, you know, sometimes I'll um, be sharing what I do with other people or this work with others. And a lot of people don't realize that there's a large percentage <laughs> of women who just started getting into the dating world after 30, after 35, after 40. There's a lot more women who fit into that category. There's also a large group of women who maybe they did date or get married at a younger age, but then they stopped or they put their love life to the side for 10, 20 years. And now they're trying to get back out there and it's all brand new, or they've been operating in a space of like fear or distrust. And that has really been holding them back. So I appreciate you saying that like, you know, just within the last three years, you really started focusing on this aspect of your life. So when you first came across me um, and I know that you were like, I don't know if I should do this because I've done other programs and you were kind of um, unsure about, you know, joining and if it was gonna be a good fit for you. I know that one of the things that you mentioned to me was that for, and, and I'm not sure, and I don't want to really compare any other program, but you said that this, this program gave you a lot of like inner things to focus on, right? Yeah, I did like, cause I thought, oh, I just, I, 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 I found a counselor and I thought, oh, well, that's what I need. I knew because other programs I did, I would try to do, you know, I was trying to get out there and date, but so many of my inner issues were coming up to the surface, like lack of confidence, lack of self-esteem. <clears throat> and what um you described your program in a way that that made me um say, okay, this is what I need. Because you say I just don't have a match, uh uh this is just not um uh, you know, a relationship program is psychology work. It's looking at your patterns. It's it was the inner work that I knew I needed um, that I needed uh, to do, and so that's what it's like. No, this is a this is how my program is different because I didn't um, you know want to do feel like I was just doing another the same program all over again. And um, I did like this program, like going, you know, the first two modules are like going back to our inner child, you know, and uh, what was painful about going back to my inner child was not that my childhood was painful, but I remember how free I was. I remember how just full of life I was and I lost that little girl. And um, I just kind of had to mourn that. And that's what this program is, is about, um, reconnecting with her. That's where our true authentic self was. And so I knew I needed that deep inner work going back to what did I learn from my parents and what did I? So that's what sold me like, okay, her program is going to be something different. And those first two modules, really the first three are kind of like, um, I was like, some women say it's, it's painful, but it's like, oh God, I'm looking back on what, what I got away from. <laughs> and um, 
And so reconnecting back with, with her and, and um, that, that was the major shift. I, I knew I needed just more inner work. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what I, I said, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do her program, a year long program. You take your time, you're not rushed through going through it and embodying the work not just okay i did that module okay go on to the next one okay <laughs> yeah one. that's one of the toughest things especially because all of you ladies are such thinkers and i know you guys are so studious and you have your little notebooks and y'all are ready to just dive in and just like okay when's the next module going to open like slow down slow down it's, it's yeah, that's yeah. the reason why i don't give it all to you at once because y'all would just sit through it through one weekend and be like okay i'm done i'm ready like no it's gonna take a lot more than this sweetheart um but yeah i think that that's great because what you mentioned was the journey back to yourself mm -hmm. and that's the part that i remember even for myself at one point waking up and being like wait a second how did I become this person with all this stuff going on inside my head and inside my heart? What happened to the person that I was, you know, mm -hmm. and that journey back to self is like you said, that's the, that's the challenge. And you would think that it's about, you know, one thing that you used to say, you used to say, I don't want to feel like I'm being someone that I'm not. I don't mm -hmm. want to feel like I'm trying to, you know, like perform or do all these things. And I think that when a lot of women think about feminine energy or engaging with a man, especially when they're focused on doing and not embodying, mm -hmm. then it does feel very performative. And I feel like even a lot of the information that's on the internet about femininity and how to be and how to, you know, deal with a man and dating advice, it can often be very performative, which is all about trying to get a certain result or get a certain mm -hmm. outcome. But learning and shifting and adapting the mindset and the energy of being it and mm -hmm. shifting your identity and how you see yourself and how you see these experiences, that is when something starts to click and it takes time for it to click. And that's why I try to always mm -hmm. remind you ladies of give yourself grace, give yourself time. You didn't develop these habits and all of this mm -hmm. overnight. It takes time. But when something, when it finally starts to click, that's when you start to be like, oh, okay, I'm starting to feel a shift within myself and how I'm even handling rejection or handling, you know, if, if something doesn't work out as planned or, you know, not internalizing it so deeply. So I also, I really want to touch on that journey, mm -hmm. you know, the journey of going from doing to learning. And I know it's still a process you're still learning, but mm -hmm. that process of learning to go from doing to embodying and when did it start to click for you one of my favorite podcast episodes of yours was when you said why do you always feel like you're leading in conversations with men and that was one of the first podcasts I took notes and I read back over them and you said stop trying to control the outcome um you're disconnected from your intuition. You're unclear on your authentic partner and you've got mindset and inner work stuff that you need to believe. Because again, being, uh, you know, um, you know, trying to control the outcome again, you're, you're anxious, you're worried, you're, I, I think I remember you saying you're all, you're, you're all, you're, 
all in the future, you're trying to control the outcome. What's 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 gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And uh, you got all these time pressures on your heat. I'm like, I gotta see if he's the one or not. I uh, I gotta. And then when you said you you struggle with trust and vul- trust, vulnerability, and intuition were the big three <laughs> for me. And um, you know, a lot of times we're wondering, and I now I'm seeing this. You know, like I was always one. What question do I need to ask? Uh, okay, when he says this, what I need to say next? Okay, uh, when he responds to this text message, what do I, I'm in singles groups on, on, on social media and all of the women, okay, y'all, he said this to me, what do I need to say? When he said this, what's some fun questions I can think of? What's it? And it's because we're so disconnected from ourselves. We don't trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, we're worried about how I'm going to be perceived. Am I, is, is he liking what he, and all of that is just being disconnected from myself. And that's when it clicked. Like, okay, that's where all of this is coming from. Again, doing, doing, doing. Mm-hmm. Because if I trust myself, if I'm intuitive, mm-hmm. um, and I remember asking you, how do I be more intuitive? Like, I don't know how to be intuitive. You said, just practice being in the present because you all the way a year in the future trying to see or fearful of the past so worried about repeating the past that you operating from fear and 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 that is hard like (laughs) learning to be present and be where are you right now that is that is difficult and that shouldn't even be as difficult as it is but it's difficult Mm -hmm. and so that's when it was like Okay, because if I truly trust myself, if I truly am just, I'm not putting these time constraints and pressures on myself and trying not to repeat past mistakes, you know, because I, I see women say like, well, in the past, where my previous experience has been, mm-hmm. and you just totally, that's when it was like, okay, now it's clicking. Mm-hmm. And so then femininity, the feminine energies, I started to get more clarity on that because it's relating, it's connecting, it's not the masculine do, 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 do right. all the time. And so this whole journey has been trusting myself. Um, and um, I'm, I'm now I, I, you know, now I see it's like, oh, that's why I said this whole relationship journey has been about me (laughs) it's been about learning who I am trusting myself being vulnerable getting way more clarity on the type of man I want not what society says is a good man but he should be a good man because he's let's talk about that for a second let me just pause you on that because (laughs) I think that that is something that um you know most of the time women have all these things, all these check boxes, all these things about what they're taught to look for, mm. what they're taught makes a good man. Because if you can get this man, then that says something about you. Mm-hmm. This is what makes a man valuable or high value. And if these things, if you can get these things in a man, then that means you're also high value. So all of your self-worth, all of your validation, all of your identity is wrapped around your ability to get a certain type of man. So how have you changed in that? Like how has some of the things that you have looked for or some of the things that you put focus on shifted or maybe some of those things are the same, but like 
your viewpoint on what you actually want to look for and how you want to feel with a man, how has that changed for you? Um, getting really clear on core values. Um, I remember that was a challenge. Yeah. And you, and, and, and then um, when I told you, like, you know, when I asked you about how do I be more into live your core values, if you're saying these are your core values, you need to live it. I mean, like I, I had my core values. I had listed it out. I did my little homework. And he was like, you need to be like living it for real. Like regardless whether he's here or not. Mm-hmm. And so you said something also, you know, I remember you mentioned alignment. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get in alignment, you're, you're captivating your, your courtship code is finding these men that align with you because again because I, um, I you know my 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 uh, passion prototype was adapter and then as I was working through this program I started to see trophy patterns in me too because oh but this guy's got this mm-hmm. degree and he's got this job oh it'll validate me if I'm able to get this guy and again like you say just going by what society says or what do my friends think about is he cute enough uh, for me, if I get a really good looking guy, boy, that'll say a lot about me, my, my trophy. Yeah, that's what it does. But it's the core values. If I'm out here living it, walking it, you're going to, so I think I remember you saying, you know, like as you go into these spaces and really living your core values, going to bump into more people, you bump into guys who are like you. And, and, um, and again, that inner work, because was it you? I think I think you said on one of your podcast episodes, like when you ask people about their core values, they kind of look at you like, "What? Don't know. <laughs> what <is that? laughs> Don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Can you give me some examples of what? Like, you're supposed to give me examples of your core values, <laughs> but yeah, that's usually um, how it is. Especially, you know, I first picked that up in my years doing matchmaking. I would ask them, "What are some of your values?" and the vast majority of people wouldn't be able to give any, and if they could three to five, maybe max, you know, that would kind of be the max. And that's someone who was like aware, you know, but for most people, they couldn't identify this. So it's like, if you don't even know what's important to you and what you value, and you're not actively in alignment with that, how are you going to attract someone mm-hmm. and not just attract someone? Cause you may attract them, but you won't even be able to identify you know, who are the right ones for you? You're going to be focused on the wrong things. Like you said, the trophy pattern, going to be focused on trophies, or you may be an adapter and and kind of just going along with what everyone else is telling you, you should be with and you should do. And um, getting very clear, you know, the more clear that you are, the and, and I think that's also a value of participating in the calls. Did you get to hear what's going on with other women and the things that they're working through and um, how they also process and engage? And then you say, oh, okay, well, that's what she's doing. That's what she's working for her. Or someone may ask a question that you may have needed the answers to. So I want to ask you about that as well. So what was your experience like with, you know, the calls, like being in community? How did you benefit from that? Um, knowing you're not alone because a lot of stuff we do is someone else opened up about like oh I'm going through the same thing <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the importance of community uh, even 
you know, the Facebook page, uh, the calls. We, other women are out here on this journey mm -hmm. uh, with you. You're not isolated. Um, I've had many of the ladies, you know, say, you know, thank you. I was Hey, I am interrupting this episode to remind you that we are in a captivating month, which means that you get access to our extended 12-month payment plan during this enrollment period. We have opened up limited spots to let new women into the Captivating Course Code Coaching Program for 2022. Now, before doors close on 1223, you want to make sure that you get your application in. Yes, your application, because we want to make sure that this is the right program for you. So you can go to captivatingcourtship.com slash apply and complete the application, book your call, take the red flag assessment. Now on this call, we're going to get crystal clear on where you currently are in your love life, where you want to be in the next 12 months and what's holding you back. And if you feel like a good fit for the program, then we will invite you to join all the other smart, ambitious women who are also working on themselves and using a match game plan to heal, attract, and commit to compatible men for commitment. And for you, that might be marriage. So make sure that you go to captivatingcourtship.com slash coaching and come join a Captivating Courtship Co. coaching program before doors close on 1223. With the same thing, I identify with the same thing, you know, in the world, we just call, keep your business to yourself. Don't tell anybody. And mm -hmm. I, I appreciated the community because is other people out here doing the work with you, having the same experience. What you're going through is not unique. Right. Um, there's freedom in knowing it's it's not you. Because I prior to this, I was prior to all this relationship work, I was just very isolated. I kept to myself. If I needed to get stuff out, I did know how to journal or pray. But um knowing oh, there's other women out here too. Mm -hmm. uh, and you taught me post in the group you know if you're gonna you can't be vulnerable with a man if you can't be vulnerable around other women <laughs> and uh, and you said something you said vent to film mm -hmm. what did uh lean on him. Lean, yeah lean on, yeah, uh, lean yeah. on other women and and you know most women don't have a positive support system where they mm -hmm. can feel comfortable expressing themselves to other women without being judged mm. you know or worried that someone you know might shame them or make them feel guilty or that well she may be better or in a better situation so she won't be able to relate and I don't want to look bad so I don't want to express mm. this so yeah definitely and and it took you some time to get comfortable with that you know but you you continue to just open up and work on that um you know so I definitely give you a lot of credit and that one thing I thought about you on my heart last night, because um, I see a lot of my daughter in you oh. and my daughter has the adapter pattern. I can see it already. <laughs> I, can see, I can see it already. And I thought about you because I was having a conversation with her and um, I, I noticed one of her struggles and it reminded me of one of your struggles and which a lot of people who have the adapter pattern have this struggle. And the struggle is celebrating yourself, mm. celebrating yourself, celebrating your wins. You know, I was having a conversation with her last night and she's like, oh, I'm having, uh, today was like a horrible day at school. And I'm like, why, why was it horrible? I thought you said that you got a 100% A on something. 
And she's like, well, I did get the 100%, but I also got two C's. And I'm like, yeah, but you got 100% mm-hmm. <laughs> something too. And she could only focus on the things that made her unhappy or which the disappointment that she had, she completely ignored how she excelled in this other area. And it's just like, okay, well, to me, it sounds like you had a pretty balanced day. Like those days, those things kind of balance each other out, you know, where you can grow and do better, but you also have something to celebrate because you also nailed it in this area. So why are you only focused on the disappointment or the thing that you're unhappy about let's put a little bit more weight and a little bit more light on the good as well and you know we had a whole conversation about celebrating yourself and celebrating your wins and it doesn't have to be a major it kind of goes back to what we were talking about right before getting on here you know it doesn't have to be the biggest milestone for you to be able to celebrate the success that you've had or the accomplishments that you've made, you can celebrate yourself for any old little reason that you want to, you know, but getting more into the habit of like honoring your growth, honoring your accomplishments. You know, one of the things that we were so happy about when you purchase your home, you know, um, that was a big deal. That was something that when you first joined the program, when we talked about some personal goals and things that you wanted to work on, that was one of the things that you wanted to do. You said you wanted to move out of your town, you wanted to purchase a home, and that was a huge goal. And you were still shrinking yourself mm-hmm. and not even validating yourself and realizing like, girl, you just made a big accomplishment. Like, relax, be easy on yourself, celebrate yourself, you know? And um, and I remember, I remember that call because it was an emotional one. Mm-hmm. It was a very emotional one. Um, so what has that been like for you? Like, even in that pattern or even just celebrating your growth, you know, where you were 12 months when you first joined the program versus, you know, you've gone on more dates, you've had better experiences, you're kind of learning how to navigate that differently. Um, but learning to kind of just like celebrate where you are, how, how are you working on that? Yeah. When you said, to be to connect more with our intuition being in the prison as like I bought my house but I'm still looking at all this other stuff I need to do (laughs) and it's like when you told me celebrate being in your house enjoy this moment because I was got in my house and I'm I'm you know furnishing and getting stuff straight and all of this and then I was still trying to like I I think at that time I was still on the apps Mm -hmm. and I really couldn't give a whole lot of time to it. Cause again, I'm, I'm in the, okay, I'm in the house now, okay, but I still need to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, enjoy being in your home. Mm-hmm. Enjoy this milestone. Be here in this present moment and enjoy this. And I, at that moment, I, at, after that phone call, I did take it off. I did get off the apps just because I needed to be right here, right, mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I do that a lot. I I I am I'm looking at working on my self talk. You know, um, being more stop telling myself stories. Stop um, being more present. How do I talk to myself? And it's all a learning journey. I'm more looking at dating experiences. What am I learning? And what is it teaching me about me? I don't take stuff as personal anymore. You know, you said something to me, I think yesterday, like, if you knew you were going to be a wife, does this matter right now? <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> it does not. If you know he's coming, does this matter right now? So, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm working on programming 
uh, being more positive, talking how I talk to myself and celebrating my wins, uh, what I wanted to do. When I list out those little goals, it's like you, you, you did that. You said you wanted to leave that city and get back close at home and get a house, and you did it. And you right. couldn't even celebrate it because I'm again, I'm what I need to do six months in the future. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. You know, and like I told, I told my daughter last night, I said, you know, it, all some of these negative, you know, talks and negative things, like you know, and we do that, like we all do that, right? It's a, it's a human behavior to talk negatively to ourselves and pick ourselves apart and all these things. And I said to her, I said, if you heard your best friend talking like that about herself, what would you say? Mm-hmm. And she said, I would tell her, you know, don't talk to yourself like that. Like, don't say that. Like, that's not true. And all these different things. I said, so you're your own best friend. You know, you have to be your own best friend first. So if you wouldn't want your best friend talking about herself like that, why would you talk to yourself like that? Like you have to be kind to you, be kind to yourself, that spirit within you. You gotta, you don't talk kindly to that spirit. That spirit will shrink and fold and dim. You have to speak kindly to that spirit so that spirit will illuminate and grow and be the beautiful spirit that it deserves to be. Um, So what is it like with, you know, what has your journey been like with men? So when you first came into the program, I know there was a lot of things about it. It's been a journey. It's been a journey, right? And then I know on the more recent side, you have been going out on more dates and getting different experiences. And now you're kind of in a different space of, you know, we talk about like the three milestones a lot, the 30 day, the 90 day, and the six months. And for you at first, it was just breaking that 30 day, right? So now you've broken past that. You've gotten past the 30 day marks with several people, I believe. Um, you've you know, gotten past that 30 day. So now you're kind of in the milestone space of learning, okay, how do I maneuver this other space, right? Of, okay, I've been seeing him a couple of times. We've gone on a couple of dates and we're getting to know each other. And how do I you know, continue to grow this? What am I okay with? What am I not okay with? What am I actually feeling about this person? Am I just going along with it because I'm like, I never had this before, so I don't want to miss out on it. Or is this actually what I want? So mm-hmm. let's talk about that because that's a whole nother, mm-hmm. you know, part of the journey and, you know, yeah. um, getting a lot, a lot more clearer on what I really want and what is the authentic partner for me as I'm having more space I didn't have I don't have a lot of dating and relationship experience I didn't know what to that's why I had to adapt the pattern I'm looking at what is everybody else doing (laughs) and uh, because I didn't have it for myself um and I look back each you know I'll and I need to do this again because you know as guys come and go I'll write down and journal what did I what did I learn and a lot of them, a lot of guys that didn't work out, I knew intuitively that they weren't a good match. I still kind of wrestled through fear of missing out. Well, let me just give him a chance. Even though I, when I really listened to deep down in my spirit, I'm like, no, nah, you, should, you shouldn't have been swiped right on him. <laughs> um, and even while I'm talking to him, I'm like, you know, it's becoming abundantly clear. You're probably not a good match uh, for me. And, but, you know, still, so, but he's a good guy. You know, he appears to be a good guy. Just let me give him a chance that 
one of the most profound things I always remember from you is we uh, we have the scarcity mindset mm-hmm. and we treat love like a limited resource. It's mm-hmm. unlimited. Mm-hmm. And that, that was one of the things. So yeah, I'm getting a lot more clarity. And a guy may be a good guy, but that doesn't mean he's good for me. Right. Or he could be a good guy, but is he really the authentic match for me? And so uh, one of the main things with the guy that I have made over 30 days with uh, going on multiple dates is I was I really for these past couple of days since I posted in the group getting really looking into myself about uh, you know splitting costs on a date you know there are women who are absolutely clear on how they feel about it and I need to pick where I stand mm-hmm. um, and it's not right or wrong the biggest revelation it is not right or wrong you know, it's all these rules I hear. No, this should be what you should do. This should be what this should, you should do. You're wrong if you do that. It's not right or wrong. I am learning that a lot. As I see other relationship stuff, I'm like, there's no right or wrong. It's like, what works for you? And finding a person that aligns with mm-hmm. what you want. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't make the guy wrong. It doesn't make you wrong. It's just y'all just wrong for each other. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. And I think even you switching over to that mindset, that's huge. That's mm-hmm. huge because before so much of the conversation, the internal conversation was, well, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know, but to kind of even be able to look at other people and be like, you know, it's okay if y'all aren't a good fit for one another, <laughs> you know, and it's just that, uh, that's major growth. That's major growth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so getting clear on that and you know, getting more intuitive. That's, that's a, that's a journey, you know, really learning to listen to yourself and, and trust yourself in that, you know, learning to listen to yourself and trust yourself in that and working through all the scarcity and all the fear and, and ignoring yourself and really being coming more connected. Um, so that, yeah, that's definitely a lot of work and, and you're doing it and you're getting there and, even yesterday, um, there was a post that on the post that you made, um, I caught it where you, you kind of caught yourself in it. Like I could tell that you kind of caught yourself in it. Just like, okay, I have to kind of really figure out like, what do I really want and Mm -hmm. how do I actually feel? And I watched you kind of coach yourself through it. Mm -hmm. And that was really big. And, you know, I just want to just validate that and honor that, you know, that I, I definitely witnessed that. Uh, so that was great. Um, I guess before we wrap it up, I want to talk more about like, so now that you've, you've been doing the work, you'll continue to do the work. You'll continue mm-hmm. to grow, um, continue to get out there, meet men. Um, you know, clearly your confidence has increased, you know, your self-worth has increased all these things. What does your femininity mean to you now versus what it meant to you, um, a year ago? Mm. Femininity, a lot prior to working with you and just all the relationship. Femininity always meant being girly, color pink, <laughs> dressed in <laughs> femininity. Right. Femininity is uh, learning how to relate, uh, trust, vulnerability, relatedness, emotional connection. Like none of that I worked, I worked on. You know, I 
my life has been reason, logic, thinking, doing. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember reading in a book, because as I was learning more about feminine and masculine, you know, this world is just completely, it's masculine world. We downplay the feminine because all about what I do, what I accomplish, what I get done. And, you know, women trying to, you know, show me I don't need a man or I, I can do it on my own. And so now when it comes to this relationship work, it's like trust, vulnerability, intuitiveness. That's why we all so disconnected. Femininity has nothing to do with wearing dresses or being, um, you know, or playing ourselves small. You know, it's so much relationship advice to women, you know, make the man feel like a man. It's full feminine stuff, not real feminine, emotionally connecting but you know trusting ourselves like that's what femininity um means to me that has nothing to do with all of this outward mm-hmm. stuff you know uh, how your hair looks or mm-hmm. and none of that it is it is all that stuff that we just this sort of world just disconnects us from yeah um, it's like what good is all that stuff if you don't even feel it Mm. on the inside you know you don't feel the inside I I recall um Odessa uh Odessa Thornhill who we had in the podcast recently she came it's been in the group a couple times over the past year um I remember someone else in the group asked a question on the call and about not feeling feminine and Odessa's like you know that's so interesting because when I look at you I see a feminine woman you know even with you Tamara I look at you you know, you got the body, yaddy, yaddy, and <laughs> you know, you look good, you take good care of yourself, you know, um, and, and that's not where the disconnect is. That's the easy stuff to do. Mm-hmm. You know, some women do struggle with, you know, pampering themselves or taking care of the external, but for a lot of women, that's the easy work. Cause that's the part that it can make you feel good in the moment, you know, it gives you a quick fix to make you feel good. But feeling feminine in the inside and feeling feminine when you're interacting with the man and not needing to control and not needing to be so far into the future and understanding how to work on communicating and connecting and, um, you know, creating a space where you both can just be and be yourselves and, and feeling safe with that and being vulnerable. And, you know, another thing we talked about, we talk about a lot in the, in the program, about vulnerability and it's like you don't have to tell all your business like it's not it's not about that it's about allowing yourself to be seen and how to connect and communicate in that way um so it's a journey it's a journey and I'm glad that you decided to take it and I have a lot of faith in you I have faith in you um you know with the experiences that you're going to continue to create because I know that you're all the way tuned in so you know I just have faith in you but um before we go, is there anything that you would want to say to someone who, if you were speaking to someone who's exactly where you were 12 months ago to that Tamara, um, what is it that she needed to hear about coaching and the benefits of the Captivating Courtship Code? Um, this is not just a program, how to get a man, <laughs> how to be engaged in a year. You know, I see a lot of women when they go through relationship issues or breakups, they were like, well, I'm just going to use this time to work on myself. Well, this program, you are going to really work on yourself. 
because a lot of us just think, well, I'm just spending time to heal. It's and not doing anything tools. about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just going to give you the tools to heal. That the, the uh, Like I said, the, the, one of the main things you said to me that has resonated with me, embody this work. So if you, if you know I need to heal, if you know I need to work on myself, working on yourself is not uh, just the outward stuff and how cute I need to be to get someone. Um, the real inner work. Um, if you know you, you struggle with trust, vulnerability, intuitiveness, you have pain from the past, um, you know you have pattern relationship patterns that you don't know how to break out of um you struggle with you struggle with trust because everything about how do i how do i what do i need to do when i go on a date how do i respond to this text what do i need to say how do i make conversation uh how do you handle these men what do you know when he when he does this i mean just even just showing up authentically as who you are getting clarity on the type of relationship the type of life you want to build, the type of um, love you want to make, uh, this program will give you the tools to do that. It is so much more. Uh, that's the main thing I've taken away from all this relationship work I've done. The main person I've had to work on more than anything is, is myself. Like we, or they said, most relationship issues, they are the number one relationship, you know, outside of the most high is ourselves. And um, when you show up authentically, everything else is going to take care of itself. And it's been a journey. I now see dating as what am, what is this here to teach me? And how am I growing? And I have grown. I have gotten a lot more clarity on, okay, I know now what I'm going to do in this next situation. I know um, trusting myself more It's we're disconnected from these things and this program is going to give you the tools of how to reconnect yeah. and so you can create the love that you want oh thank you so much and your red flags have dropped tremendously when we did the <laughs> assessment at the end mm -hmm. so you know so that was good also to to witness that you were you were so shocked I remember when you sent it to me yeah. you were so shocked to see like the the shift in that transformation too mm -hmm. and 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 actually laid out for you like you can actually assess where you were versus where you are now mm -hmm. so thank you so much I appreciate you coming on the podcast to share so I know for so many it can be a little uncomfortable or mm -hmm. um you know a little uncomfortable or uh scary to to come on the podcast but um, I give you credit because that means that you've also pushed through some of your challenges with being vulnerable and allowing mm -hmm. yourself to be seen. And, you know, this is an indicator of that as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so for everyone that's listening, um, if you found any value in this, just um, make sure that you listen, that you share it with someone else that you know, who may be in the same shoes and, and needs to hear this. Um, but thank you so much, Tamara, for for. Thank coming you. onto this podcast and sharing your story. If you've enjoyed this episode, then make sure you share it with family, friends, or any of your peers who may benefit from listening to the Courtship Code podcast. I'll be back next week with more tips to help you level up your love life. 
Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. And until then, stay on code.